We're talking all about our hopes and dreams, happiness, anxiety, and self-esteem. And how a 90s sitcom might be more than what it seems. It's Friends Talk Frasier. And Feeling. Hello, welcome back to Friends Talk Frasier and Feelings. Oh my God, welcome back to season two. Ah! This is so exciting. I am one of your hosts, Talia Tabin, here with the best partner around, Victoria oh. Longwell. And you guys are, are, we're just over the moon that, we, that we're here, that you're here. The, uh, season two, here we come. I feel like I'm like a Frasier person now. You are a Frasier person now. We're all Frasier people now. And isn't that swell? It's so swell. Thank you, Tim Blaine, for that amazing <sighs> song, intro song. Thank you, And Tim. as always, you guys know, but listen, it's our first one back. Let me just let you know that we are a mental health appreciation podcast that channels our discussion through the 90s sitcom Frasier. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're already one season down, baby. We're already one season in. We are a returning show. We've been re-upped. Yes. Oh, Spruce is excited. We've had our first Spruce (laughs) moment of the season. (laughs) If if you're doing the drinking game, that's where you drink. (laughs) People listen to this at parties. Uh, (laughs) I I hope you don't. I hope you don't. Uh, Just talk to each other. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so happy to be back. So happy uh, to be back. It's It's been, I would say, not a break at all, and I still <laughs> felt it. <laughs> um, hey, folks, uh, first time for season two, just because in the hiatus, we heard some real rumors uh, mm-hmm. that people were talking us up, which is so nice, but they were like, hey, there are these two very professional mental health experts uh, which we just want to go ahead and say now is not the case. We are yeah. not mental health professionals. Yeah, stop it in its tracks. No more of that. Mm-mm. Season two, new start, no rumors. I When you started, I truly didn't know where you're going with this. Neither did I. I. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what have people been saying about us? Oh, like, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> wouldn't it be I was cool like, God, I got to listen to our messages more. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria is the organized one and I am the messy one. Yes, that's you not knew. true. <laughs> that's not true. Um, okay, well, we have our first episode back, Victoria. Oh, wait, no. We have to tell everybody. We have to tell everybody. I mean, Don't, we won't tell them full. No, we won't tell full. We're just going to tease. We have the best guest today. We We're have. like so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun to share with you before our guest joins yeah. us. Mm-hmm. I am sweating. I am nervous. Ditto. Uh, I don't feel equipped. I mean, I have like a my I have my trusty notepad. Good this, for you. My chicken scratches on it. I don't know how we're gonna make it through. I, I don't either. But I hope everyone's rooting for us because truly, we did get a banger of a guest for yeah. the first episode back this season. Um, and we just can't wait to share them with you. But we are gonna do the recap first. Yes. Yes. We've chosen not to have our guests sit and listen to us do the recap. And you know what? If you hate it, if the guests hate it, we can change it back for right now, though. We're making a decision and we're sticking to it. <laughs> Just for now. Just, Just for, for today. Now. Good subject to change. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, Victoria, should you lead us in on this recap? I guess I should and I will and I want okay. to. Okay. So officially, this is episode one of season two. Episode title, Slow Tango in South Seattle. Mm. Pretty romantic. Very romantic. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we start the season uh, back at KACL. Frazier's doing a show. He has a call in. Somebody's calling in about uh, whether or not they should let their child who hasn't been born yet sleep in bed with uh, with its parents. Uh, Shouldn't they just be worried about the birth? Oh, wait, I can't jump in too many times because we've got to no, save stuff for our guests. That's true. That's true. We're not okay. going to discuss that much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, which is good because my gardeners just showed up. So I'm going to turn down my mic just a touch while you keep going. Okay. Hey, this is a solo show. Victoria's got the mic. Uh, everybody tunes out now. I get it. I have a meltdown. No. I'm breaking down is what's happening. Okay. Uh, great. So... Uh, Frazier, as he's talking to this, uh, uh, this listener tries to bring Roz's on the run. <laughs> he tries to bring Roz in on the conversation, but when he looks over, Roz is fully immersed in a book in the producer's booth. So Frazier like rolls his eyes and continues on. And then when the show's done, Frazier's like, Roz, how can you be in here reading? And she's like, Frazier, I cannot put this book down. You would be reading during your show too if you were reading this book. And it, the book is a Slow Tango in South Seattle. And Frazier's like, this sucks. Why every woman I see is reading this book. And Roz is like, it's so good. Read the first paragraph. Frazier reads it, hates it, thinks it's gross. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then realizes he knows the author. Uh, and it is someone, and we should get this verified by somebody who watched all of Cheers. It's somebody who frequented uh, the, the bar Cheers. Uh, and Frazier knows him from Boston, makes a funny joke And about we him. all know him from Seinfeld. Yes, we sure do. We, <laughs> that is surely where we know him You just him had from. to pop in for that one little piece. You had to get in. Um, it's true. He's a very recognizable, like, character actor. Uh, uh, now, Talia, help me out here. Mm -hmm. Do we realize, does Frazier realize right away who the story's about or no? He does, yeah. I, you know what? Watching it, I, I, he just kind of, like, knew after one scene. And I don't know that we ever saw him have a realization, Okay. I think he like came back home to the apartments and like knew all of a sudden or like uh, like then was upset all of a sudden. Yeah, you know what? I think I remember how it goes. I have sincerely watched this episode episode three times. So I was going to say, I know you've seen is, it at least twice. This is, I think I've watched it too much to remember exactly how it goes. Okay, we cut back to the Elliott Bay Towers. Uh, oh, oh no. First, Roz is like, okay, well, you hate this book. Too bad. This guy's going to be on the show. And Frazier's like- point. Um, Frazier's like, oh God, or he's going to be at KACL on a different show, like a book review show. And Frazier's like, oh God, I'm going to see him and I'm going to have to lie to his face. How am I going to do that? I'm going to have to say I read his book and then it's good. And Roz makes a joke where she's like, oh, you're so bright and intelligent. You'll figure it out. And then she's like, see how easy it is to lie to someone's face. Anyway, it's a good zinger. Uh, so, <laughs> so we cut for the first time for season two, to Elliott Bay Towers, where Daphne and Martin and Eddie 
are <laughs> trying to do Martin's exercises and Eddie is like impeding the whole thing because he keeps like trying to chew on Martin's foot uh, and Daphne is yelling at Eddie. Uh, uh, and while this is happening, Niles comes over. So bang, we've got them all. The core crew is in in the first four minutes of the show. Uh, Niles comes in, uh, says, oh, I see I've caught you in your exercise. Uh, Daphne makes a joke about how, yeah, and somebody keeps interrupting and they're going to get a spank on the bottom if they don't stop. Niles thinks, he, Niles thinks Daphne means him. And- I truly laughed out loud for that. I like, oh, did you? I like that when she was like, someone's going to get a spank on the, I don't know what she said, tush or something. Something. Or- uh, and it made me giggle. Well, because his response is to be like, oh, uh, well, only if you And you're like, to. oh, we're in, we're really back at it. Like, <laughs> we're really back. Uh, we're back. So, uh, Frasier, uh, Frasier comes home and while all of this is happening and it comes out, oh, Daphne says what the book is about. Uh, and because Daphne is also reading it because apparently all women are reading this book because all apparently all women love romantic treacle. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is... We do. We, oh, also we do. We love it. I was watching part of The Bachelorette <laughs> before we started this. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, anyway uh, Frasier realizes this book is about me and this man... Never even had the, you know, respect to thank me or mention me or acknowledge me. And he's furious. Uh, and everybody's like, well, what is the, what exactly is the book about? And Daphne's, Daphne reveals, because Fraser's just like, I'm not telling you. It's not, it does not important. And Daphne's like, it's about, uh, it's about his first time uh, and a relation, a romantic relationship he had with his piano teacher. And Martin is Martin and Niles are both shocked. And Martin's like appalled because he's like, this is what we were paying piano lessons for. I would say he's not concerned enough about the fact that his underage son uh, <laughs> was preyed upon which by. We can an talk woman, about. We can which talk we about. Can talk about. Uh, but anyway. Uh, they make jokes at Fraser's expense. There's a whole like riff about how they're just glad that that whenever uh, Frederick Fraser's son was conceived, that wasn't the only time Fraser had sex. They have some like weird, very familiar sex banter with between father and sons, uh, which I guess is nice and healthy. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, Fraser's now like on a tirade. He's so mad that this guy has stolen his story that he, so Fraser, his whole thing is he's like, I told him this story in confidence over drinks at a bar. I can't believe he remembered this much of it. Uh, so he plans to confront the guy the next day. So we cut back to KACL and, uh, this Jay Fallow is giving an interview on this radio show and uh, the whole radio station knows that it's about Frasier now. And so he is being mocked by Bulldog and uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, the Gil. Gil, thank you. And by Gil, uh, Gil. And uh, and Roz is like, I only told one person, whatever. Everybody knows. They're all making fun of Frasier. Uh, reading excerpts of the book. There's actually a pretty funny joke in there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, J. 
Jay Fallow comes out of this interview. Frazier goes into the booth and Jay Fallow is so excited to see Frazier. And Frazier's like, don't you think you owe me an apology? Uh, you stole this story from me. You have three pages of acknowledgments. In that interview, you just attributed the story to God. You didn't get it from God. You got it from me. How dare you? And Jay Fallow starts to cry. Uh, and at this point, uh, we are right at about the halfway mark of the episode. So Jay Fallow starts to cry. Frazier's kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do now. I didn't expect to upset him that much. And Jay Fallow's like, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm a monster. We cut back to Elliot Bay Towers. Frazier comes home and Jay Fallow later on the press tour that day, thanks Frazier for the story. And Frazier's like, I still don't feel good. I've still feel bad about this situation. Uh, and Martin's like, what is wrong with you? You got exactly what you wanted. Why do you still feel upset? And he has this line that I feel like my dad would say too, except for, I mean, it's like objectively not true, but and th- I get this mindset very much where he's just like, Frazier, life is not hard. You make it hard. That resonated hard with me. I, I know, was just me like, too. <gasps> back into the black abyss. I was like, oh my God, we Martin is talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, he and Martin's like, I mean, look at Eddie. He only cares about, you know what makes him happy? A sock. And Fraser's like, okay, well, I'm not a dog. Martin leaves. Niles is there also. And he's like, um, oh, uh, you know, clearly this is about something deeper and we should analyze it. And then Daphne comes in and she's pissed at Frazier. She like hits him with the book and she's like, how could you? You just left her without a word. You just left your piano teacher one night. And uh, Frazier's like, well, I was 17. I'd just gotten into college. I don't know what to do. I don't want to wake her up. Uh, and Niles is like, oh, I see. You're not really mad at Jay Fallow. You're mad at yourself for how you treated this woman. So Frazier is like, maybe I should go try and make amends. So he travels to this house. Uh, we open up on what I can only assume is like a great Seattle craftsman. <laughs> and... There's an it old looked, woman. It did look like a great house, didn't, didn't it? Didn't it look like a yeah. great house? Like it felt Seattle-y. Yes. Okay. It felt Seattle-y. Um, my cat had a had a ball. He had a ball toy. I've just taken it from him. I'm sorry. Uh, so <clears throat> Frazier walks up to this house and there's an old woman at the piano, uh, playing the piano. And Frazier's like, there she is, my old music teacher. And so he uh, knocks on the door and she comes out and he's like, hi, uh, Mrs. Warner, like, or Miss Warner, we knew each other a long time ago. And she's like, oh, did we? I don't remember. My memory isn't what it used to be. She invites him in. Uh, They sit down and he's like, yes, actually, we had a bit of an affair. And she's like, oh, really? Uh, And she's like into it and very funny uh, and uh, whatever, intrigued. um, But she doesn't remember anything. And she's like, and he's like, well, I just feel really bad because I left you uh, with no explanation no warning and she makes a joke and she's like and not a lot of memories uh and then she's he's like can you ever forgive me and she's like of course I forgive you and they go to hug and then a voice off stage is like mom I'm leaving and the mom is like okay Clarice and Frazier's like Clarice 
because Clarice was his music teacher. So he is currently hugging her mother. So now a younger, older woman walks into the room. Gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous. Uh, uh, and excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. What a knockout. Every knockout. woman that Frasier dates on this show it's is ridiculous. more smoking than the next. Okay. Sheesh. Uh, uh, so she comes in and Frazier's like, oh, I clearly made a mistake. Um, and kind of goes through the same thing with her where he's like, I feel really guilty. And she's like, well, I've always, I, you shouldn't feel bad at all. I've always felt guilty that I shortchanged you on your music lessons. I'd say the wrong reason to feel guilty, but okay. Uh, and, um, whatever. So they have like a very nice conversation. They do a weird thing where they sit down at the piano and like kind of reenact their piano lessons. Uh, and Frazier's like, you know, you're like a really beautiful woman. And she's like, well, yeah, compared to my mom, uh, who honestly was also beautiful. Uh, so then uh, they, whatever, they have a couple moments together and Frazier's like, you know, this is maybe weird, but would you like to get a cup of coffee? And she's like, I gotta say no, I'm busy. Um, and then there's a knock on the door and a handsome younger man opens up and is like, are you ready to go? And she's like, uh-huh, I'll be right there. And Frazier's like, oh, is he, are you together? And she was like, yeah, I didn't like 40 year old men then. And I guess I still don't. Uh, and so she's clearly dating another man. She goes, Frazier feels relieved to have this off his chest, but is also now stuck with her mom. Uh, and she comes back in and puts whatever she like brings back drinks and puts, <laughs> she puts iced tea on her nose because Frazier had said, I kissed the raindrops off your nose. And she's like, see what I did? I just put raindrops on my nose, whatever. So Frazier gets stuck with her. The tag at the end is the two of them at the piano. Uh, but that is the end of the episode. It, what a journey. That was so good. Thank you so much for that. I laughed even just hearing your rehab. Um, Thank you, Talia. It was it was quite an episode. I'm so excited to hear what our guest thinks. Um, Me too. And and I just can't. I have so much to say. We have so much to say. A lot to unpack. Uh, we uh, will. Yeah. All right. Get ready for our interview with Paul F. Tompkins. Holy shit! And feelings. Oh my God! We are back. Here with the most incredible guest. I can't believe it. I, for one, am definitely sweating. I don't want to speak for Victoria. <laughs> I am, and you know it. <laughs> but I knew it, and I wanted her to say it herself. Yeah. We are here with Paul F. Tompkins. I, I, I'm, I don't know how to describe your career because <laughs> it's so huge. Illustrious. It is just so impressive. Let me just, here's a few things that I found Mid on the- level No, okay. no, 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 no. We do the, we <laughs> we'll do, do that. that. Thank so yeah, thank you weird. so much. <laughs> Victoria didn't count you in, she counted me in. And I will be do, I will be talking about your career right now. Well, first off, I did read that you started doing comedy at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And um, I will say- Everybody knows your face. You have been on every single comedy TV show in the world. In the world. I think pretty comfortably we can say that. But you also are a sketch writer and you've done so much sketch. And you he was on um, Mr. Show. He was 
on, I mean, I saw just a gazillion, like the Daily Show and, you know, Bill Maher and like you're, you're political to, you know, things. And then there's Best Week Ever. You know things. I mean, it's just like you're smart and you're funny. God. And you've been in There Will Be Blood. Oh, I my mean, God. And There Will Be Blood, which, like, I'm I'm curious. That's what like, most people know me from, I think. Do we just forget about this episode and just talk about that experience? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> He's like, that is not why I'm no, here. No, don't uh, worry. I don't want to talk about me. I just want to talk okay. about Frazier. <laughs> okay. Well, you've been on a million different shows, Curb, Community, uh, it's too many to name. because it, We would be here all day. I, I texted Victoria, and I was like, I think I could do this for 45 minutes, just talk, introduce him and talk about him. We could, but we won't. But we are we're, we're not right now, to, but, we but you're also it. not just on the on the television. You're in everybody's ear. You have a million uh, podcasts. You've been on Comedy Bang Bang a million times. You have, well, are you still doing Stay F Homekins? Yes. With your we're wife? Still doing that. Okay, great. Yes. And also Freedom? Mm hmm. Still doing and that. Also The Neighborhood Listen? Still doing that. Do you have time to do? Uh, do you have and time? And you came to eat? on our show. I'm a fan. <gasps> oh God, no, don't. I'm dead. And I'm I got, dead. To, I got to. I got to know you guys through the happy hour, the the, the successful spinoff of Man Dog Pod, <laughs> and um, which I still I love so much. And then when I heard you guys were doing this podcast, I was like, I'm going to give that a listen. And wow. I've really been enjoying it. I'm, I've been, I've listened, I've heard every episode that's, that's out. I really enjoy an the show. I'm uncomfortable because you're <laughs> such an angel, but I My didn't even say, doubled. yeah, me too. The I didn't say thing. the biggest thing that, the biggest that thing. you should lead with always. If you ever have meetings or auditions or anything like that, you should always lead with the fact that you were on the Kelsey Grammer sketch show. Oh, that's, that's right. not what I thought you were going to say, but what? that is a huge deal. Uh, oh, that was and a Frazier. last minute of course, the left turn. Yes, I was also <laughs> ready for something else, but well, no, I just said yes, every do... comedy TV show. What's that? That unfortunately includes Kelsey Grammer presents the sketch <laughs> oh, show. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> have um, either of you seen a single second of that show? Okay, the Absolutely. truth is we haven't, no. but you better believe we're going to watch it. Okay, well, you are not alone. You you also have millions of people all over the world <laughs> as company. Um, it was not a great show, and it was a weird experience. But mm. I would not trade it for the world. Oh. It was uh. it was a crazy time. Wow! Wow! Wow, wow. Anyway, we just, we're so grateful that you're here. In all seriousness, we just adore you and we're just really over the moon. Really over the moon because I'm not sure we've fully, uh, all of that, including the fact that Paul F. Tompkins has actually been yes. on the show, Frasier. That's correct. Well, I wasn't going too hard on that because you are an episode that is so, you're in the episode that's like <laughs> real way in the season future. eight. Oh, yeah. Seven, I think. Season seven. I think season and seven, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> None taken. Oh, yeah. Talia is worried. <laughs> don't spoil anything. Don't spoil the show for me. I don't even know if, if Daphne and Niles get together yet. Well, I could, I mean, I could tell you what my role is and it would not spoil anything. Oh, great. Okay, great. Yes. It's, it's a one off situation that oh, has okay. nothing to do with the overarching, oh. you know, okay. thing of the show. Um, Niles is forced to do some uh, sessions at home because there's something going on in his office or something. So he's receiving he's receiving patients, clients at home, and I'm one of them. And I am just fascinated by his by being in his home, and I can't talk. I can't concentrate on anything else. That's so good. Game. That's such a good yeah. game. 
Holy shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great game. Okay, when you got the audition for Frasier, how did you feel in your body? Were you excited? Were you nervous? It had been on the show for a really long time. Honestly, I can't remember if they just stuck me in there or if I, uh, I can't remember if Dead. I auditioned for offer. it or not. Straight offer. EFT does It might've been an offer. Straight offers. Okay. It's, wow. it, well, th- sometimes that happens. A lot of times it doesn't. Um, <laughs> okay. Straight off. I, Let's say straight offer. Yeah. I, I think it might've been. I think it might've been. Okay. And it might've been because that casting director had seen me had put me in other stuff and it might've been like a lot of, t- good old Jeff. A lot of times <gasps> I would get stuff like last minute where it's like, you know, they don't say, hey, somebody canceled on us or they got a better offer or, I or what. I don't care for no, the But honestly, this is true where it's like, hey, can you do this show tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. You're like, don't, I they, can. don't they rehearse for a week? Fortunately, <laughs> yeah, I can. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, um, then being on but set, I, yeah, were you thrilled. excited? Yeah, I okay. was thrilled because, you know, obviously the show was a, was a huge show. Um, I, I think I was still watching it at that point. I mean, like one of the shows on for seven seasons. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody stays with it the whole way. No way. But um, I was a huge Cheers fan. Um, and this was, I believe this was after the Kelsey Grammer sketch show even. Um, and oh, wow. uh, so that, that might have been why too. I don't know. But um, it's not like Kelsey said, oh, bring me that guy. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you don't think uh, he did? No, I don't think so. I think, I think he was... Because I think I reminded him that I worked on that show. <laughs> That's my favorite game to play with people. Oh, no, I have oh, yeah. met you before. Absolutely. <laughs> I Well, I, I, I will, like, head that off at the pass if I can. Yeah. And say, yeah. yeah. Kelsey, it's nice to see you. I worked on the, the sketch oh, show. It gives them the chance to so say, of nice course. Of you. That's yeah, a small yeah, yeah, yeah. cast, though. He wouldn't know. Well, he was barely there. Like, we okay. shot... We shot two days with him. We oh, shot um, wow. because he would appear in the in the opening sketch and the closing sketch, and so we shot the bulk of the show in London um, because it was based on a British show, and they still had like the sets and everything. We were oh, doing their material, wow. so yeah. So we went over there. It was it was me and three other Americans and one of the guys from the original show, um, and it was it was strange. It was a very strange experience How because long you're were you doing. There? We were there for a couple months, um, and it was, I mean, that part of it was really cool, like like living in another place and fe- feeling like you were, you know, you have a job there, and you feel like you're mm-hmm. part of the culture, and you're learning about it, but you're also, you're you're embedded in there, and it felt really, it was really fun, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the show itself, the material was not, in my opinion, not great. It was a lot of puns. It was a lot of mm. blackout gags, one-liners, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, and... Um, I so that part of it was honestly kind of miserable because we were all uh, sort of directed by the by the executive producer to to reproduce the line readings of the original jokes. <gasps> oh, Paul, this and, is and that one that was an audition process that I went through. That was like a month long audition thing where for, I did like one audition and I didn't get a call back, and then somebody. Like, I don't know if it was my manager at the time said, hey, you know, this guy was on one of the most groundbreaking sketch shows yeah. of the 20th century. So maybe you should give him a callback. And so I got, Hell I got yeah. a callback after that. <laughs> but I'm so, so like, you know, we're, we're auditioning. It's me, Marilyn Rice Cub, Caitlin Olsen, and a guy named Malcolm Barrett. And we're auditioning and... You know, we've all got our, our you know, comedy bona fides and everything. Mm-hmm. And 
then when it came time to do it, we were just like parrots. <gasps> and it was like, this is the weirdest thing. That's Why did so you bring weird. us all the Why? way over here? It's so Could strange. Could anyone do that? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so you guys weren't writing on it at all. Towards the end, we started to write, oh. we started to write our own stuff, oh. but barely any of it got on. Mm. It was because it was just like, it was too late by that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to use such a talented group of people. Yeah, it was yeah. odd. It was really, really odd. And, and like they, talented in that exact genre. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Like everybody came from sketch, yeah. you know? Like it was so weird. It was so weird. They should have just gotten actors, you know? Right, yeah. It was odd, but but the, but the experience was great. I had so much fun with that cast and oh. living in London. And you know, I if only the show had been better, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been it would have been a one hundred percent perfect experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty cool. Oh, to but get- then, but then we came back. The, so we are the, we're over there for two months mm-hmm. shooting this stuff. It's like a weirdly mixed experience. We're kind of worn down. We fly home and we have to the next day go to CBS Radford to shoot um, the wraparounds with Kelsey. Oh, wow. That, did, he, that didn't come With the time difference and that much later. Yes, it was so weird. Why <laughs> did they plan it that Why? way? And we all were like, you know, we're like, we're flying. Like, we get in that night. We're and then you know, to, it and was like 7 like a.m. five you of be you? There. What? <laughs> yes. It was so weird. Ooh. It was so weird. It's so That's, strange. Yeah. Bad planning. Bad planning. bad planning. Bad planning. That's what we all agreed. And there's no excuse for that. Okay. No, okay. no excuse. There's no excuse. I kind of just want to finish, though, the end of what it was like shooting on Frasier. It was. Honestly, there's not a ton of details that I can remember because um, <laughs> I, you this I forgot wasted. about and just remember this. I was so high. <laughs> Look, I Before microdosing LSD was a thing, I was macrodosing it. Yes. And, uh, so I <laughs> Makes so I really wanted sense. to enjoy these experiences. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I have this this very small part in this thing, and it's only related to one of the characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in like the whole show. I don't. My character doesn't figure in. It's it's a B story. So um, I had this little trailer, like this tiny little trailer, that the we shot in the summer, I believe, and the the air conditioning wasn't working in the trailer. Oh my God. And so I, rather than say to somebody, hey, the oh. air conditioning isn't working, I just kept that to myself. Yeah. And I would hang out in the, in the bleachers where the audience would uh, <laughs> be for the show. And I would just like sit there and read a book or whatever. And um, because I, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. be in that trailer because it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because the show has been on for such a long time, you know, the, the cast is all, they've been together for a million years. It's seven years at this point. Yeah. So they just go to separate corners. They're yeah. hanging out in their dressing rooms. And it's just me alone oh, God. <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> and uh, too afraid to say to somebody, could, could somebody fix the yeah. air conditioning? Yeah. In the yeah. <laughs> so I don't I have to sit on this bench there. anymore. <laughs> um, but the, the everyone was super nice. Super friendly. Great. Um, Love to hear it. Which is yeah, and and of course when you're on a when you're on a show, you guest on a show that's that's been successful, it's been on for a long time, everybody's in a good mood. Yes. Everyone's Ooh. happy, everyone's relaxed. It's like they they're they're very you know cordial and friendly to you, and the vibe is always good. Yes. Because everyone it's like this thing is set. It's not going anywhere. We know that we're fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you're not that on the be- pilot of the show and everybody's nervous Absolutely, and we're trying to figure yes. it out. It's like yeah. the well-oiled machine. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my, my fondest memory from being there was we, you know, the, the night of the taping, um, we were all in the, uh, in the makeup room to do a speed through, mm -hmm. which is a common thing. Like before shooting, everyone, because, this, you know, sitcom script changes so much um, over the course of the week um, that you're constantly running lines and everything. And so it was the, that was the only time I got to be with everybody at the same time uh -huh. and really made me feel like part of the show. Huge. And so we're all going through, you know, you do your lines as quickly as possible just to make sure you know what you're doing. And it was so much fun. I mean, that's the part of, of what I love about um, uh, multicams is that they feel like theater. Yeah, I was going to say, feels oh, like, yeah. It feels like doing a play. And yeah. it's so much fun, you know? And so things like that speed through is like when you really feel like I'm an actor, you mm -hmm. know, because we're doing this thing and everybody needs it, you know, uh -huh. like everybody needs it at the same time. Yeah. And it's, I love it. I love it. So that was, that was a really special moment for me. Oh. That is a killer uh, detail from that. I love yeah. that. I, I have love never it. heard anybody talk about doing that either, except for from my theater background. Yeah. Of doing a speed through. Yeah. yeah. I've only done it once on a multicam. Yeah. Wow. And that was, yeah. How cool. Other so places, I feel like you have to be like, would you maybe want to run the few lines for our <laughs> scene? And everybody's like, no, I'm good. And okay. Yeah. I'll see I, you out there. Can I do a weird little brag? Yes. yes. Uh, I worked on. I mean, are you kidding me? We beg you to brag on this show. Oh, emphatic. <laughs> was that reasonable or response? There was. <laughs> it was certainly encouraging. I feel better about my weird little brag. <laughs> I did a day on a, um, a Ted Danson sitcom that everyone forgot about. There was, he yeah. did Cheers, he did Becker, uh -huh. he did The Good Place, now he's doing this Mr. Merritt. There was, in between, there was one called Help Me Help You. It was him and Jane Kaczmarek. <gasps> I don't remember the premise at all. I was in one episode and I was replacing Ian Roberts. I got the call the night before. <laughs> and I always ask, I always ask who am I replacing? Oh my God. Um, um, and, uh, so, you know, I, it's like the, the it's one scene where it's like a, a neighborhood meeting or something. And um, I'm like this contentious guy at the at the meeting. I have a few lines. But between uh, between setups, Ted Danson asked me to run lines with him so that he could, you know, get his lines down. And after, you know, we did it. And then after he was done, he says, like, in his Ted Danson way, thank you for that. Wow. And it was like my Mama heart Sita. sang. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You were able to give Ted just yeah. a little nugget of... Uh, we were colleagues, uh, Ted oh, and I, yeah. for that day. You absolutely <laughs> were. I mean, that's, oh. that's a huge brag. The other yes. end of that spectrum, of course, is working with Tim Allen on Last uh -oh. Man Standing. Oh, yes. Let's hear this. And I, that, was, that was a weird experience. Mm -hmm. um, I never met Tim Allen, despite working with him and acting with him for a solid week. What? He never said hello to me. Oh, I, I, I can't get enough of this. When oh, no. you go in somewhere yeah. and somebody just chooses to walk the other... I mean, it's their job as the number one on the call sheet to acknowledge you and, like, say just hi. Just say hi. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not going to be your best friend. Like, what... <laughs> Well, also, know, like, I don't that. want to be. I was hired here. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I, they didn't, I'm not here I didn't, as a fan of yours. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't break <laughs> through the gate to get exactly, here. Exactly. Exactly. They win a contest. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> the last night, you know, it's the taping night. And uh, I 
have so I'm I, I play the role of like a guy who's uh, safety proofing their house, oh. which of course Tim decides we don't need that because uh, people need to get hurt to learn lessons. Yeah. Um. So uh, <laughs> I'm in the tag of the episode uh, where I think Tim has me like take all the stuff away that I've installed. And so I'm I'm sitting on the um, we're almost done, and I'm sitting on the um, the living room set in a chair and uh, waiting until we uh, go to our places for the tag. And Tim walks up to me and says, um, "Hey, thanks for being here." And I said, "I said, oh yeah." Um, and then I realized, oh no, wait, he's running lines with me. No, <laughs> get. Out of here. Yes. <gasps> yes. In I'm a split appalled. second, I remembered, yes, that is his first line of the deck. I mean, that's so the nicest thing started... your brain has ever done for you. Because <laughs> mine would have just been like, I'm so happy to be here. I, I was know, so too. close. I was so close to saying, hey, thank you very much. I had a great time. Um, wow. And then I realized like, just from the, from because he had like an expectant look on his face. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. This, the, I, I see, now I see. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Sweet Lord. What? Wow. I'm going to go ahead and call him a monster. I'm going to say that's mo- that's monstrous. Yeah. He's not a yeah. fun guy. He's not a fun guy. I don't hear oh. great things about him behind the scenes. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh. <gasps> wow. I just could ask you questions all day. I know. <laughs> I know. But uh. I want to ask you about this episode of Frasier also. I, we can't believe, I mean, I just feel like this is such a gift to it have is. you here for the first episode of the second season. I'm honored. Oh, we're honored. We're definitely uh, going to have you back, though, for your episode and maybe more. But, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about it. We're, we're just going to milk this stone for whatever we can. Uh, okay. So, uh, slow tango in South Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Paulia. Um, the two I'm talking to, Talia and Paul. Mm-hmm. How? Sure. That's what they call us. Yes. That's what they call you, the famous duo. Yes. What do we think about this episode? <laughs> well, really quick, Paul, Did you said a little bit, but did you watch Frasier like, from the beginning? Did you yes, jump in? Question. What sure, was your relationship absolutely. to Frasier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was a big Cheers fan mm. and I loved oh, that character right. on Cheers. Um, I absolutely was excited about um, the spinoff and everything. Yeah. And even though it was a, it's very much a different vibe than Cheers. Um, it was still like I thought they still captured the character, and it made the the vibe of it made sense for this character being the the center of the show. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and it was astonishing. It's like, oh my god, this guy really does look like he could be his brother, and you know, all that, all that <laughs> kind of thing was like it was. Uh, I, I really, yeah, I was really, I was a fan for sure. Uh-huh. Oh, love to hear right. it. That was good to ask. Well, I I felt like first episode back, and obviously I've never seen a first episode back, you know, after a new season, mm-hmm. but I felt like they were coming in hot with those one-liners. Oh, I yeah, felt like absolutely. this was bam, 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 bam. For sure. Yeah. Personally. The pacing was very fast, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you consider that back then, things weren't as as paced as fast as they are now. Yeah, agreed. You know, like comedy has gotten, I think, almost too fast at a point where it's like, fast. let's just have some room to live in it a little bit, you know, like to get to know the characters. But um, it was, it, it truly was like 
just like a nail gun yes. this episode. <laughs> well, and just, uh, I mean, since we've learned so much uh, so far in this episode, just as the tiniest little recap, uh, we know that we opened on Fraser finding out that this book has come out uh, yeah. by this character that he knows who is from Cheers then. So oh, you yeah. knew him from Cheers? Was he really like, on Cheers? Cheers? I don't remember ever okay. seeing him on Cheers. Okay. The name didn't, wasn't familiar. And I mean, I've seen those episodes multiple times. Okay. You know, like when they aired and then in syndication. And yeah, yeah I, I think that was a conceit for the, for the episode. Fair. Right. It was a question we had. It's been answered. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we, so we find out that this book has come out, uh, this essentially a romance novel uh, that apparently mm-hmm. all, all women all like the to women, read. <laughs> all, only and all women are reading. Uh, <laughs> and Fraser finds out that it is based off of his life. Uh, and it's like a wild story of a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> they, they get to the premise so fast. Like, yeah, n- so like lickety split. fast. Yeah. And normally, yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout season one, they're not hitting what we're really doing until halfway through the episode. Yeah. So I feel like there's been some change- changes in the writer's room. I There's not like. like a ton of development of the story. It's just like Frazier finds out about this. He's mad about it. It goes <laughs> on for a while. And then he finally sees the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and most of the episode is Frazier being like, will you stop reading that book? Uh, or like, or Daphne smacking him on the head with it and be like, how yeah. dare you? Um, okay. This is jumping way to the end. But you Uh-oh. guys, were we yes. dying laughing at that old lady? Oh, my God. I, there is something funny about who they're casting as these old women in Frasier. Yes. They get these, like, theater ladies and just jam them into this sitcom. Yes. Yes. Dying. It's uh, like I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of doing arsenic and old lace, but <laughs> I, I can be there on tape night if yeah. you need me. She... Felt like she walked out of the seagull into this living room on Seattle, in yeah. Seattle. And I just, I really found it fun. And then we also have said this a, no, a number of times, but my God, then the daughter that comes out is so attractive. There's mm. no like semi-attractive women on, the, you're, you're just like no. so beautiful. If you had a relationship with Frazier, you're a model. Like, wasn't that woman just a model? I was like, she was a model. What was happening? Yeah. Yeah. Almost not believably older than Frasier. That's how I felt. They looked very similar in age. That that math, I was also kind of like, huh, maybe. Well, also, I mean, they kind of had to make it feel that way, right? Because otherwise it was like. It was pedophilia. Yeah. It's pedophilia, it was, right? And it if it was a girl, legal. we would never be okay with this. <laughs> yes, if this was a... Exactly. Uh, she yeah. was just like, yeah, my piano teacher and I had this whole affair, dad. He'd be like, all right, well, we're going to go arrest him and we're going to take him to yeah. jail. Where- I'm an ex-cop. Yeah. And we're going oh, <laughs> to... We're going to put her in jail. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Where, which is the worst place for a pedophile. So oh. I'm glad you told That's, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was would be Martin's response. Uh but instead, we have this—we have this woman who is a repeat offender. I mean, right. I guess—I guess this this guy uh, that we see at the end here uh, is like thirty. I don't know. So he's at least an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, under forty. Yeah, under forty. Uh, we know under forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. 
thought this episode was fun, though, uh, with the caveat of it being weird. There's a lot of great jokes in it. There's some weird, like... Most of Bulldog stuff does not hold up <laughs> at it's, all. It can be tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, um, yeah. But, it's, but it's so funny. It's like these, like you think about that effete writer's room and it's like, well, what is a common man like? And they, <laughs> they come up with this guy. <laughs> By the way, I noticed in the background during his scene, they have his poster on the wall. Yes, great poster, yes. And the name of his show is Sports Show. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh, poor Bulldog. That's what we get. You picture these guys in there, these white guys in their cardigans or whatever in the writer's room. What would he call it? If he was coming up with the name, what would he call it? He has some sports show. (laughs) I will say there is a really, to me, it read really funny. Uh, So... This is when uh, Fraser comes down to the station and Jay Fallow is doing the interview mm. and everybody's making fun of him, what we're talking about right now, when Bulldog and Gil are like reading excerpts aloud and laughing at it. And then Gil does one and you hear Bulldog almost like off mic go, hey, that's not in the book. That, <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. That's a great gag. It that was is a great, great gag. Gil was weirder than I remember. Oh my like God. He is like a, a Muppet. <laughs> He's so odd. It's Gil is so bizarre. Like his bow tie moving up and down when he speaks. <laughs> and his voice got stranger than uh, the yeah. season one or something. In season one. Yeah. Um, so then so then, this experience was uh, funny for you then, Paul, because you have watched Frasier, but oh, perhaps yeah. had not for a while until you oh, came and watched it. Oh, it's been forever. Yeah. yeah. It, was really, it was really fun to watch it again. Man, that gag at the end when he's reading the book and there's the voiceover and he has to flip the page, <laughs> flip the pages. I was like, this is because I like I missed it at first, so I rewound and then I so I knew what was coming, but it was so many more pages than I had anticipated. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking great. The first time I was like, my sound went out. <laughs> oh, my sound went out. And then I was like, I can hear him flipping the page. So I had to like go, I had to go back just to be like, am I not getting this bit for a second? But then I got it. Then it took me a second. to get my TV repaired and say I can only hear pages flipping now? (laughs) I can only hear the backstage sounds. The action behind, yeah. (laughs) Um, I felt like... I felt like just the title of this book mm-hmm. was so funny. Yeah. What something tango sweet tango? Slow tango. Oh, slow tango. Slow tango. In, In South, South Seattle. Seattle. Nobody talks about South Seattle. Is this <laughs> like a self-published of. book that just ha- like I, to me it was like this feels like a book just for the town of Seattle. <laughs> I just it also, was too much. Was this entire novel based on one anecdote that Frazier yes. told this guy. Yes. I also had that same thought of like, this seems very long. Did And I yeah. guess this actually isn't a stretch, but that Frazier one night was like, and then I said to her. That's um, true. And he and spent like four hours there yes. drinking and telling him the story of the whole thing. Uh, I also was like, you got a whole book out of this one yeah. night. Because every detail is true, apparently. Like, Fraser yeah. has a problem with people knowing this. <laughs> and he left her that night. Yeah, Daphne's like, I can't believe you left her that night. I was waiting for him to be like, 
I didn't leave her. And ha- and that was going to be the whole story. But oh. no, it was just really true. Yeah. So he was a he was a kid. Like, he why was are you a mad kid. at him? No, everybody's anger is misplaced. Everybody's yes, reaction in this are. episode Absolutely. is wrong. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry this happened to you. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, but instead, it, it, it did get me when Daphne comes out and she's like, I hate you or something and he's like what for and she does her whole you left her in the middle of the night uh x y and z and you ask me what for i know she's not scottish but that's where my accent it's close. Is today. It's close. it feels close she's from northern england <laughs> Whatever. man it was a lot here's my question i almost felt like niles was like a little too tapped in like Niles, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he's a great therapist. <gasps> well, as <laughs> listen, we've had someone who's had a session with him. That's true. Uh, That's true. How did he handle you in your session? I, I can say that he tried. You know, it's like okay. with therapy is a is a is a it's a two person operation, and <laughs> I, I Steve, the the patient, was not doing his part. Right. Damn. Can I ask you this? Uh, Because this is a question. (laughs) I've got another question for you. Uh, Thank you for coming on so we can ask you uh, to settle some debates. Um, Sure. Because this is another thing that has come up where uh, I think from an episode with Dan, Ryan, and Talia where y'all kind of feel like Frazier's a bad therapist or you're not convinced that he's Mm. good. And my take, I think that both he and Niles seem like they're good. I have always imagined that he was a good therapist. Oh. I always imagine that we are just seeing his human foibles mm-hmm. outside right. of therapy. Because, look, therapists can be fucked up, but oh. that doesn't mean they're bad at therapy. Yes. Like, you know, um, yeah, I always imagined that he was very good at what he did. Like, that's why he has the radio show is, mm-hmm. is that right. he's, you know, he's he's respected and, you know... Um, but at the same time, it's it's a great gag that Niles constantly shits on him having the radio show and, yes. and all that. But I, yeah, I always assumed that they were good at their jobs. And I um, hope we can convince you of that, Talia. I hope I that is... I did not get that from season now, one. Do you, you think Martin was a one. crooked cop? <laughs> yes. Because ACAB, baby. Yeah, he's sweet and cuddly with the dog, but he's oh still, we're still an instrument in of oppression. <laughs> It, that is that is funny to go back now and watch it with like this context in my brain. Yeah. Uh, to because I don't even think when I watched it earlier in life, I even really thought about Martin as a cop, even though that's so oh. much of his whole identity. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's like half go- of his jokes. We tried it to is. go back. At 100%. It's, it's a full 50% of his jokes. And 20% um, of that are hip-related jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Kane and hip-related jokes. And the rest are just roasts of, of Fraser and I. Of the voice. Yes. Um, I, we tried to, during quarantine, we tried to, go, my wife and I tried to go back and watch The Wire. And, <gasps> you know, it's while all this shit is happening, all this civil unrest and all this, all this cop violence. Yeah. And it's like, this show is like, boo, poor police. Boo. It hits different. <laughs> it hits <laughs> Different, but PFT. When you walk with, oh, I can't figure out what, what is it. When, when you walk through the garden, it's yeah. <laughs> true. I was not watching my back. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. That yeah. was a good show. 
Oh, it was absolutely Stringer Bell forever is how I feel. Absolutely. Uh, wow. Now more, now more than ever. Now more than ever. Okay. Well, Talia, first mm-hmm. episode back. I'm going to ask strong. you this and then I'm going to ask and then I'm going to ask PFT. Okay. I thought it, it was strong. Quiet. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fast. I liked seeing all of our characters there. I liked seeing the gang together. I thought that old lady was very funny. I thought the <laughs> medium older lady was, you know, not as funny. Very beautiful. The pretend older lady. The pretend, <laughs> yeah. older lady. The fake old lady. Not <laughs> She did not, uh, you know, do it for me. But... <laughs> I thought it was a good time. I think Frazier trimmed his hair a little bit. He did. I appreciated That's that. An essential mention. Go ahead. What's so weird about his hair is like the weird curliness of it. It bugged me so badly. <laughs> it bugs me every time. Why aren't we just cutting it? I, I know he does. I know the yeah. world moves forward and we get there eventually. <laughs> That's right. But That's right. we are not there yet. Yeah. Maybe not confident enough yet with the, like, level of hair that he had. You know, like, he's yeah. doing yeah, a balancing yeah. act. A balancing act. And maybe some... hair was, maybe he was a period of long hair in society. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the 90s. Like, if, I guess, the hair was a little floppier, a little longer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, Hugh Grant was a big emblem of the 90s, right? Wow, I mean, my he God. Had I feel floppy like, hair. don't say Hugh Grant to Frazier, to Kelsey Grammer, you know? Why? Because Hugh Grant had the perfect hair. Oh, and poor yeah. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> I was like so excited I, for this story. Me too. <laughs> like, what was this tabloid? He <laughs> fucked tabloid his bombshell wife. Bombshell he fucked his wife. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer wanted to be the villain in Paddington too. <laughs> Hugh Grant got it. Oh my God. Uh, Hugh Grant did absolutely have floppy hair. It's even a mm-hmm. bit yeah. in the movie Notting Hill. And, yes. uh, and what a perfect... Perfect looking man. But doesn't uh, it seem like he also has some product in there, uh, Kelsey Grammer? Yes. yes. Like it it's seems almost like a carry girl. It yes. seems wet. Yes. It seems yeah. wet yes, yes, yes. With gel. That's Absolutely. the problem. That's the problem. Because if it was just kind of wavy, you know, it would look but sort of like. But he doesn't have wavy hair. He you don't has think? Tendrils. No, he has tendrils. Tendril curls. Yeah. Okay. And so really? you have, I feel like you have to put product in on, it. He didn't on Cheers. I got to go back and see. We got to get some images. We got to pull up some images of it eventually. His hair was more flowy, like a sort of, um, like a conductor, (gasps) you know. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it had a bit more volume to it. It was not as sculpted. out every time. They probably gave him a blowout every time, yeah. (laughs) I bet they were blowing out his hair. He's got to get that Revlon tool. Him, Shelly Long, getting their (laughs) blowouts. She was there. She, she was. was <laughs> I don't know that's a lot, but I know she was there. Shelly Long was there. Gosh, <laughs> after Kirstie Alley. Can I, I'm sure this has been covered, and you can cut this out if it has. But do you guys have history with Cheers? We're not going to cut it out. We, we don't. You think we'd cut a part of this? We episode? want everybody to hear everything out of your mouth. Uh, <laughs> no, we even a question uh, that's been asked a hundred times. Nobody <laughs> asks us. Nobody else is really. I don't think so. <laughs> You're the king of the podcast. You know what to ask. This is like no a ping pong. No one else is anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think Talia, you have seen Cheers, right? I've only seen I've only seen uh, episodes here and there, but I don't. I haven't seen the whole. There was a period of time in college where I was watching it like late at night. I would mm-hmm. catch it on, uh, but not enough that I would feel confident speaking to like Cheers canon. 
Right. Mm-hmm. It Except was a for that great they shout show. norm. Yeah. <laughs> that you could say with confidence. I can say with confidence. No, they shout norm. They shout norm. <laughs> when norm comes in. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good and smart and and weirdly like a sh- very rare that a show that undergoes a major casting change like halfway through. Yeah. And still some of their best episodes happened after that. Like wow. in the la- in the la- last couple seasons get like crazy because it's yeah. like, what are you going to do? You have no, no right. shows aren't supposed to go on that long. It's too long. How <laughs> many years? That long? How many years? Was, yeah. I think they did like 11 seasons or something, maybe Same longer. It was, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right though. That is wild to have Kirstie Alley there with, uh, Ted Danson and have that be like, uh, rooted for relationship. Yeah. Yeah, A huge, take her away, bring in Shelly Long and then have that be a other way around. Oh, so wait, really? Yes. You said Kirstie Alley first. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Right. Shelly Shelly Long Long was was there. (laughs) Why are people trying to erase her? Talia, I see it now. I gotta Thank tell you, you, this is <laughs> like when I watched Gone with the Wind backwards because it came into VHSs and they'd been put <gasps> in correct <laughs> oh, oh. order. <laughs> this feels like to me. Oh my That's right. god! The so you got tape, to the, the end of it and ended, you started with intermission? Yes, the first tape ended for me with Scarlett saying. After all, tomorrow is another day. And I was like, hell yeah, tape two. Let's see what tomorrow's Sorry. got. So you, you popped it out before you saw the words, the end, come up on the screen. <laughs> and then uh, Yeah, like, I think I probably did. Wait, the second half of the movie is just a big, long flashback? <laughs> I truly it goes to black and immediately confused. Victoria runs up, eject. <laughs> I have some notes about the structure. I was excited to see her find Rhett, get him Absolutely. back. Wait, why did Shelly Long and left, right? Shelly Long left to go be a movie star, right? To do yes, True Beverly that's Hills. Right. That's wow. right. I don't know what her first one was after she left, but yes. But then all and I know can say is thank was. God. Yeah. Sweet. I feel True Beverly Hills. I feel so is, lucky that we got that is movie. This a, is this a side podcast? Oh, I Are mean. Are we talking a spinoff? A Shelly Long? A Shelly Long. <laughs> Maybe just a true Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking. But sure, why not? All of Shelley Long's oeuvre. <laughs> Shelley Long's good. I'd say that's a, she, Shelley Long is the type I think we both fall into, Talia. Don't flatter uh, me. Yes, not if in you're front listening. of PT. Nope, not well, in front of Paul. Please. I added myself too. I said both of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wait. And another casting change was uh, uh, when Coach died and then they brought in Woody Harrelson. Oh, oh. Yeah. that's two like huge shifts in a cast that talk? they not only weathered, but I, I think they like they they made into gold, you know, for years. That's that's so wild. Who well, was, was that career making for him? Oh, for sure. Oh, right. For sure. Wasn't that yeah. his like big start? Absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. The casting director on Cheers, forget about it. I mean, you know, every the, person was a star. Absolutely. I mean, what a, what an amazing cast. And not only that, but the people that they brought in, it, similar to Frasier, where they brought in these great uh, character actors to fill the, to do these multiple episode arcs. Oh, um, there was yes. a guy. They, there was a guy named Keen Curtis who you've seen in things. Who was like the the guy who owned the restaurant upstairs of Cheers and was complaining about the bar all the time. <laughs> Roger Reese, who who uh, sadly passed away a few years ago, who was like this great um, British Shakespearean actor 
who played uh, Rebecca's love interest. Like, he buys the the building at one point. Like, all these great, great, great people. Like, it, it's... And then... But they were not, like, necessarily household names the mm-hmm. way Frasier started to get into kind of stunt casting um, the longer yeah. it was on. Oh, but that's really? also the prerogative of a successful show. Yeah. It's like, if you want to do that, you can do that. Right. Well, that's right. Because this is, like, our second season, and now we yeah. are doing stunts with guests. So yes. we are stunt guest casting. Yes. But I will yes, say yes, yes, yes. that we talk about this in Frasier, and I think it's a huge testament to you, too, which is, like, they put the best actors— in their supporting cast. I feel like the the guest star, co-stars are always so effortlessly perfect. It was flattering to get that job. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. a successful show. And, you know, I was, that was not lost on me. That, and they're like, bring, wow. Yeah, they are always yeah. bringing on the best people. The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best people. Speaking of which, on the phone this time, James Spader. There we go. Oh, Couldn't guess it. It was driving me crazy. Oh, yeah, I couldn't guess yeah, that one either. I didn't, he, I his mean, voice I didn't is not it. that distinctive, it turns out. No, I know. I didn't see, see his I eyes. To know that you got to see his eyes. You <laughs> got to see his dead eyes. eyes saying whatever it is he says. It, they are dead, and I find them very attractive. That's um, his thing, I, absolutely. I You're that's not the why only we one. all love him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a complete cipher inside. You don't know what's going on back nope. there. And I'm in you. So, Paul, what did you think of this episode? If you were going to rate this episode, where is it falling on our Frasier scale? Uh, I, I would give it a nine. Yeah, I think wow. it's like in, ter- in terms of being entertaining, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. You know? A lot of funny jokes. Story was a little, was essentially a little thin. And yeah. it, they really stretched it out. There was no B story, really, was there? There's not, there's not, there's not a B story uh, we're, oh, we're just still, wait. We're just wait till waiting. season seven. <laughs> we're still waiting. <laughs> It'll be funny to see which season they finally cave to B stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. We can't keep doing these one act plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's probably like the cast is like, can I get like a little bit of a break? Like Kelsey Grammer saying, oh, what if I'm not in every single scene? Yeah, that's a good point. And also yeah. probably the audience being like, we love Roz and we want yeah. to see yeah. her more. Yeah. More Gil. More Gil. Gil. Wait, <laughs> what's the Gil. agent's name? I love that agent. Oh, Harry Phoebe. Harris. Yeah. Oh, what's her name? The name of the character is Phoebe, right? Is that correct or no? I don't remember. Uh, BB. BB. I was so close. You were so close. So you were so close. close, and you this wasn't even an episode with her. Okay, <laughs> well, I've simply got to move us on. Yes. We'll live here forever, which I would like to. <laughs> we're moving uh, in. I don't want this job. Uh, okay. <laughs> PFT, if you don't yeah. mind. Here we go. You can say you don't want to. but you No, I'm, could, I want to. Okay, great. You could then give us your fuck, Mary kill. For this episode. Wow. Any character. I'm going to say, I'm going to say I would, I think I would fuck Jay Fallow. I feel bad for him. (laughs) He is also handsome. A pity That's a nice job. He's handsome. Was this, this, by the way, was this pre-Seinfeld for John Hurley? We simply don't know. think it is. Yes. We simply don't know. <laughs> and we never will. <laughs> and we it's can't. lost to the mysteries of time. <laughs> and sometimes that's how it's meant to be. <laughs> it is unknowable. Um, so, yeah, I would fuck him. I would. Mm-hmm. I think I'd marry that old lady. <laughs> the old, old one? 
Yeah, she's honestly, funny. she's very she fun. She's she down. You know what I mean? She's like and she's down to clown. She's so she's flexible too. She's like adaptable. She's like okay, yeah. great. This is where I, this is my new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And uh, I gotta say, I think I'd kill Niles. Oh, no. he's, a, he's a creep. He he's is a creep. creep. He's oh, a fucking creep, and he just no. keeps getting creepier. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just and you had know so him many personally. People kill Niles. The so character, not the man. The he character. Is, he is the most killed. He is the most killed of any. I mean, of the don't characters. be a creep. You know. And I just didn't expect you to kill him. <laughs> I just didn't expect you to kill him. Oh my god! Listen, simple rules. Don't be a creep. I get it. Well, then you kill the piano teacher, maybe. True. That's true. But, but Niles, Niles, I think, is a more persistent creep. He's yeah. more consistently a creep. Yeah, it's yeah. true. At least the the, the the piano teacher like raised the age of the guys that she's going. No, after. So she grew. She grew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, okay. that's really good. Okay, we are. We moving gotta go on. in a first time, long time. If we can keep you for a little longer. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, what a dream, Talia. Take us in. Okay, first time, long time. <laughs> where we, you know, think about the theme of the episode and what we would call in and ask or say to Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah. Based on, you know, something that came up for us. Now, this episode feels a little crrunchy. Sorry, my dad called right at that moment. (sighs) Whoa. What I was going to say was was it feels, he was calling to be like, I hope you didn't have sex with somebody that was way that much older than you that was supposed to be in an authority position. I can feel nice it. I mean, a little late, but nice of him to call and say, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, hey, I was just I, thinking of you, and I also wanted to say, I hope you didn't have sex with an authority figure in your life. Anyway, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Call me back. Here's your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this episode feels, um, I don't know. The theme, what would you say the theme of this is? I do think a theme could be more generally situations where maybe we don't treat people the best way or like a mm-hmm. way that we, like, you know, when you feel regret after of like, oh, I could have yeah. bettered that person. Yeah. Um, potentially could be one. I also think an umbrella over it all is perhaps trust, trust issues, because the feeling of being betrayed or mm. having betrayed someone's trust, I think, uh, is where those two, uh, where Frazier's story and the piano teacher's story kind of intersect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Frazier is upset that, you know, this guy, he told this guy something in confidence and he, you know, blabbed it to the world, essentially. Yes. But then he feels like, oh, this, you know, in his... In his young mind, he thought they really had something and that he betrayed her. Yeah. But I kind of can't remember. She, like, didn't care, right? No. <laughs> she for sure acted like she did not care. She, like, she brushed was like, it off it's fine, was, like, dude. sorry yeah. that your music studying, you know, got pushed yeah, to I, the side or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that, that kind of hits home for me. Like, trust is a big thing. Like, I don't know, things that are... Things that you tell people in confidence and the way that your your friends or people that are close to you discuss you behind your back Ooh. is like, that's a big button for me. Yeah. Um, because look, there's, there's a certain thing where 
especially like the the circles that we run in, we're all fucking characters, right? So right. like everybody yes. has a thing to say about everybody yes. else. Most of it is affectionate, you know? Like you 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 bond with, you know, a, a mutual friend over this person's always late or whatever or their their yeah. weird phobias or blah blah blah. But then there there's other situations where people like they let you down because they they say something about you to someone else that's like, hey, that's potentially damaging to me. You, mm-hmm. You've damaged me mm-hmm. in that person's eyes because that's not like a fun, you know, um, just between us, we can say like, this is a silly uh, habit of this person. Yeah. This yeah. is like, you are you are presenting a version of me to this person who doesn't know me mm-hmm. that um, is unfair. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that's relatable to everybody, but that's something that that's happened to me a couple times. That's been like, I didn't realize what a what a button it was, and I think for me it's like real middle child syndrome of oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, not being heard yeah. and not being taken seriously, and mm-hmm. and no, that's not how it was. You have to listen to me, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. I get, I'm hugely and I'm I'm middle child, and I have like real middle child syndrome. Do you how how does your my question is when I'm trying, I have too many things to ask you. Do you, um, find yourself to be people pleasing or not people pleasing in the way of like, Oh, I'll do whatever you say, but do you like to get along with people? Like I find myself or like want people to like you. I want people to like be comfortable around me. I want to be the person that like nobody's talking about behind their back because I'm so easy to get along, you know, like all the, this, that, and the other. Absolutely. I mean, I I feel like I'm not a people pleaser because I, I do have a weird. Word. No, no, but but I think it's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that applies to me. I think I because I have too much of a weird temper sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I also I can also fall into if I feel like I'm being mistreated, um, rather than try to please that person, get them on my side, I will become resentful. Mm. And it's like it's taken me years to like break that to not break it but to at least get to the point where it's like oh i know what i'm doing and i don't have to do that you know yeah Um, how do you go ahead it's it's honestly just becoming aware of it it's like okay so when i start to have that feeling and i'm finally i've done enough work on myself and maybe i'm just i've been alive long enough to say like uh fucking that's don't worry about that. Yeah. That's stupid. Who cares? Uh, Who cares if this person feels this way about you or whatever? But that's like, it. you know, old habits die hard and that stuff is in, it's ingrained in there and it yeah. takes so yes. long to even be aware that you're doing it, much less to say, you don't have to do that anymore. And that's right. really what it comes down to is Hugely like telling yourself, so. you don't need to do this anymore. Ugh, that's such a, uh, that to me is kind of what, is helpful about therapy is, oh, here's this thing I do. I see this thing that I do and it's such a relief to notice that I do it and an even bigger relief to know that I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. it will be okay. I won't like lose any imaginary control I think I have. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. It doesn't doesn't make me a different person. (laughs) No. I'm still me. It's like, like, honestly, the the biggest, the one of the biggest takeaways I had from therapy was when I... I think it was when I quit smoking and I was like, I don't know what this is, what this is going to be. I think I had started to quit. Like I read Mm -hmm. this book called The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. It worked like a fucking (gasps) charm. You still smoke while you read the book. The the book says, don't try to stop smoking while you read this. Just keep on smoking. And then like I had a chapter to go and I I finished my last cigarette. Um, And then I never, I've never smoked since. 
And oh my god! I, so when what I was, a great book. When I was, when I was, it's 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 so good. If anyone listening to this is sick of smoking, but you have to be ready. You have to be yeah, like, right, I right. don't want to, to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I was about to do that. I was like, I got to quit smoking, but I'm worried about like you know, what's going, what happens afterwards? Because mm-hmm. it was such a big unknown to me. I'd smoked for such a long time. And so after I quit smoking and I like, my life was good. Like it was the same. Like I didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't like, what do I do now? It was like, oh no, I'm free of that stupid thing. Yeah. I, when I was, I was talking in, in therapy about like self-loathing and, and, you know, uh, those sorts of issues where you, where you let yourself down or you, you keep yourself you're essentially you're like you're holding yourself back from having a better life yes. and like feeling better. And my therapist said it's like when you quit smoking there was probably a point where you wondered who will I be if I am not doing this anymore. It's such a part of my personality. Mm-hmm. And it's scary because you don't know what it's going to be like and that's what you're looking at right now is if you stop feeling this way about yourself you're thinking who will I be if I don't have this constant you know, self-reproach going all the time. And I was like, wow, that's huge. That is that's huge. That's huge. Wow. And the fact that the fact that I'd had a relatable experience to mm-hmm. that, she I had a great therapist. She was so great. And I, I saw her for like a little over 10 years. Wow. Um, that's a good yeah. chunk of time. She was she was and I stopped going because I, I kind of hit a plateau, mm-hmm. like yeah. I hit a wall yeah. where I was like, yeah. I just feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again. Yes. And, you know, but she was she was terrific. But she was, was she terrific. was she your first therapist or did or how did she, she was my first therapist? Wow. I fucking lucked out. Wow. We she got me right mm-hmm. away. And I was and she knew because we came from similar backgrounds. Oh. Like she knew how to talk to me. She knew a lot of my button, my pre-existing buttons anyway. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, it was fucking great. It was great. Like I was, I felt like I was so lucky because then later yeah. when I felt like, man, I got to go back to therapy again, but I think I need to see somebody new. Mm-hmm. I tried a couple people and it didn't work. It's really it hard. It didn't work. So and I was like, man, I really lucked out that first time. Yeah. yeah. Because I saw somebody that was too young for me and I felt like, I just don't know how I can talk to you because I've I've got like a couple decades on you. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, weird. it is. I think and that would be a weird thing. Yeah, it just I couldn't get past it, you know. And she seemed she was like so uh, like down to earth, competent. Like she was like business like but warm. And I was like, I think she's great, but I yeah. don't think I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Then I tried another guy who was like, he was so sweet, but it was like it was a little too. Um, Almost like uh, childlike for me, oh. where he was talking to me like, "See what's happening." Like for kid you gloves, is. and he was like, "Yes." Like he would take a pillow and say, "Like here's you," and then here's the depression that's on top of oh. you. And it's like I'm a little. He got it past, past that. that We're way like, past that, yeah. honey. <laughs> oh my god! Well, so I'm, I'm sorry, I passed that puppet. Were you? Hey, on, uh, <laughs> what were you seeing, Mister Rogers? Was <laughs> I'm oh, could you imagine if you saw <gasps> Mister Rogers as your therapist? Oh yeah, I mean, god. you. It might feel weird, but honestly, it would be really oh, good. Probably be fixed. Oh my um, god. I'm going to very quickly mark this as the end of our free episode and we're going to chat yes. just a little bit longer. Um, and we thank you so much for listening. Can you believe PFT? Forget it's been it. Amazing. Uh, and if you'd like more, uh, hop on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash FTFAF. Okay. 
All right, folks, that brings us to the end of our free episode of Friends Talk Frasier and Feelings. To hear the full episodes, watch video of the episodes, and hear us maybe give some advice to audience yeah, Collins. Maybe. <laughs> Head up, maybe. I mean, don't take the advice, but you can nope. listen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to do all that, head over to patreon.com slash F-T-F-A-F. Again, that's Friends Talk, Frasier, and Feelings. Uh, Also, if you'd like to call in and leave us a question or message for us to read on air, that number is 323-577-9044. Add us to your contacts, baby. And thanks so much for listening. Yay. Yay. Call us. Call us, we love you. We love you.